Welcome to the latest episode of the Fit to Lead podcast. I am excited to introduce you to Stell Coom Heath, who is the number one authority in helping busy women stop binge eating. She's on a mission to help a million women have a better relationship with food and their bodies. So Stell struggled with a disordered relationship with food and her body over the past 13 years, battling two eating disorders, body dysmorphia, and emotional eating. She's now passionate about a future where women and young girls are no longer ashamed of their bodies. As a holistic health recovery specialist, and coach, Stella infuses yoga, mindfulness, and emotional resilience into her consultations with clients. Stell's sessions encourage clients to dive into self-transformation through self-realization. So I am really excited to um, introduce you to Stell. So I am super excited to have Estelle Coom Heath with me today. Estelle, thank you so, so much for joining me around you know, from the other side of the world in Australia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today, Alison. We are going to have a great conversation. Your background is amazing. But as I like to start off with all my guests, I would love for you to share a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Well, thank you. Yeah, gosh, I, I'm not too sure exactly where to start, but I, um, where I am now is I help women have a better relationship with food in their bodies, especially those who struggle with binge eating and emotional eating. And um, how I got here is my own personal journey uh, for over 13 years um, that I can actually remember. If I think about it, it's probably much, much, much longer. But I struggled with a disordered relationship with with food in my body. I continuously chase that magical diet that would just sort out my life. Um, I was, I became an ultra marathon runner. So I followed pretty much the eat less, run more principle for so many years. Um, and unfortunately my, my binge eating stayed there or and it actually became worse as as we went along so it, it kind of my journey started with me binge eating I wanting I wanted to, to fix that um I started eating healthier running um and through that process I thought that eventually my binge eating would go away and it just just never did so uh, so what do you do when that, when that doesn't happen? You go, well, okay, um, that specific diet didn't have, help me. So I'm going to try something more strict that needs more willpower um, <laughs> or even more exercise. And unfortunately, I found myself binge eating even more and more and more. So eventually I developed full binge eating disorder. And to make up for that, I um, developed something that's called orthorexia, which is the obsession with eating health only healthy foods. Um, that combined with my um, my exercise, I took that to like a extreme level. So I would run 60 to 100 kilometers a week to try and make up for what I was eating. And I'd still go to the gym as well. So like on a typical week, um, I'd run most of the week, but then there's maybe two or three times a week where I'd run to the gym eight kilometers, work out for two hours, and then some days still run back home as well. <laughs> wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of know what it's like to be confused and, um, you know, but also concerned about your, like your eating habits. And eventually I found, and, you know, I decided, well, I had this massive vision of being passionate about health and wellness. And I wanted to help other women do the same thing. 
And through my, um, my learning journey, I met a, um, a coach actually who specialized in eating disordered or disordered eating recovery. And she helped me through a process, um, which I was like, oh, okay. So I had some of the tools, but some of the tools I completely got wrong. <laughs> but yeah, eventually I, um, I was able to break through my binge eating um, disorder. I've been binge free now for over three years. And so what I've learned through my journey and my, I've become a yoga teacher along the way as well. I've combined that all into my program now, which I call the Food Freedom Program. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So maybe you could share a little bit because I think that is a, you know, the diet and exercise culture still lives on, right? It's still, because yes. um, I even find my clients, you have to starve yourself. You have to only eat clean. Uh, you have to limit your calories. You have to beat yourself up with workouts and stuff. Yes. Um, are there any tips or tools that you could share for people that struggle with that, that are, that need to try to get out of that mindset, that culture of, of torture, torturing yourself to get results? <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, the diet culture really pushes this perfectionism. I eat perfectly, like I eat perfectly clean. And so, and then I'll be become lean, for example, or whatever you, you want to rhyme with that, you know, whatever the, the latest craze is. And unfortunately, yeah life is not perfect right like mm -hmm. everything in life even like if you look at nature nature is not perfect like you know grass will grow in different directions and like trees don't all grow up straight up and the leaves are all different sizes so and our lives are the same you know like we don't have a day like all our days are not amazing where we can eat the most healthiest foods and you know be all zen or you know it, it just doesn't work like that so why do we why do we strive to apply that to food first of all um and we we kind of make it such a regimental thing that when we do actually eat something that's not on our perfect plan it's the end of the world so we add guilt and shame and the minute we do that that just creates a cycle of well now that I feel shameful about eating that, um, I don't know, uh, Mars bar this weekend, I'm going to cut it out and never eat it again. It's shameful. And then next week you find yourself eating something different or a healthier version. You don't feel like you were fulfilled by it. So next time you have two Mars bars <laughs> because yeah. it's like, well, yeah. I just like, I can't help myself. So we create this kind of, deprivation mindset when it comes to when we look at perfectionism so that is one of the first things I try and remove from my clients vocabulary is I need to be perfect it needs mm -hmm. to be all 100% healthy give yourself some slack <laughs> from that perspective yeah. but also like the second thing is food is an emotional experience we have, um, when we eat foods, we experience certain emotions like serotonin or we just feel comfort with it. So there's no shame in that, you know? So again, allow yourself to have all types of foods with permission is what I like to say. Permission is a really big word <laughs> yes. when it comes to, to my work. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I always tell people too, there's no bad foods. It's like, should you be eating pizza and burgers every day? Well, no, but it's okay mm. to eat those things. It's totally fine. Cause I, I agree that when you deprive yourself or you, you note something is bad or shouldn't be on your diet cause it's quote unquote, not healthy. Um, I think that's where you set yourself up for trouble and for binging. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, with, with diet culture, we've been taught we can't trust ourselves with that mm -hmm. food. So never eat the pizza because you're going to always want pizza. And once I get my clients to have that full permission to eat, um, you know, they have pizza and they're like, oh, okay, cool. I don't want pizza again tomorrow. Like tomorrow. It was like, and the same with me. I have full permission um, to eat pizza and I can't remember when last I actually ate pizza or wanted pizza because I'm like well yeah it's delicious when I have it it's like um, but yeah it's not like I now because I had a slice or a few slices of pizza or that was a week a few weeks ago we had that some at a friend's house and I didn't go home and order more pizza um, right. because I'm in that relationship with, with food where it's like yeah okay cool I had pizza amazing it was delicious but yeah I can have it again at any time and that is yeah that is what's great yeah <laughs> I love that I love that so when it comes to your own self-care and wellness routine I know you said that you used to you know exercise like crazy what's a non-negotiable for you so what does your schedule look like now in terms of you know how you feel good in terms of like your wellness routine yeah okay so um I am I have moved away from exercise in the fact that it has to be two hours of running or whatever the case is I've moved more into a philosophy of movement so I know how beneficial moving is so what I focus on is moving even as I sit at my desk throughout the day I make sure that I do stretches and twists get my body to kind of just get the blood flow going um, but still I think you know whether I roll out um, a bit of yoga, my yoga mat, or I still go running, but it's not like it's, you know, vigorous every single day and followed by massive amounts of exercise. But right. what I've done is I actually now tune in to my body. And like, even this morning I went for a run, but before I did that, I was like, oh, what do I, what do I need this morning? So it's more of an intuitive perspective. And I was like, oh yeah, um, today I needed a bit of a run. Um, on Friday, I was like, my body is like, no, you don't like, I just need to stretch today. So I did a yin class. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So that is one of them. And then I think mindfulness for me is, is another non-negotiable. Um, so whether I'm having a cup of tea, um, it's not all the tea, all of my cups of tea where I have mindful, but I make a point of doing certain things mindfully. So if I'm going to go for a quick walk, um, in between appointments I'll make sure that I do that mindfully if I'm having a cup of tea I'll pause and just enjoy it um, and then I'm the same with eating I make sure that at least one of my meals is extremely mindful and usually breakfast is that's that's my meal where I apply that because I have more a little bit more time in the mornings <laughs> yes I love that I love that it's funny because I always tell my clients that too right so just try to be mindful when you're eating. It's super hard to not either be on your phone or watch TV or, yeah. or read or do something at the same time. But it is amazing how you really taste the food so much more and realize when you're full and realize the textures and all the different things that you typically miss because you're distracted. Yeah, um, absolutely. My, my one client said to me, oh my gosh, food just tastes so much better now that I'm present with it and I'm actually chewing it more and I can taste more flavors. And she was like, why did I waste so much time not enjoying my food? <laughs> I 
love that. I love that. It's so key. So anyone listening, definitely try to eat without any distractions. It's super hard, but very, <laughs> yeah, very yeah. rewarding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so regarding, you know, um, you know, body image and, and binge eating emotionally and all those things, are there any books or podcasts you could recommend that, that would help folks? Yes, absolutely. So um, one of my favorite books is Just Eat It. I can't remember the, the author's name, but it's got a massive donut on the front of the cover. You can't miss it. Um, that book is amazing. And another one, if you're really struggling with binge eating, trying to understand the urges is um, Brain Over Binge mm. um, by um name's Catherine I can't remember her surname but yeah that book was really helpful for me to understand my urges um I recently uh, released a little journal which is a food and mood journal which is also great if you wanted to start understanding your your food and how it relates to your moods like you know your food choices but also where you're if you're wanting to understand your urges that is a great great little um, place to start so awesome from a book perspective podcasts um I would say also the the um brain of a binge podcast is amazing um there's quite a few out there um stop binge eating by Catherine Swarfy is also pretty good and I also have a podcast called beyond Overeating by wholesome lifestyle projects so yeah Awesome. Oh, those are great resources. I love it. So I will definitely make sure to, to include that info in the show notes so people could easily um, find those. So I have another question. This one always throws people off, but I always ask what people's favorite life hack is. So is there something that you do, whether it's a recipe, an app, a routine that makes your life easier? I'm always like looking at like how guests can, uh, can share kind of things that they do that, that people can leverage in their lives. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, for me, meal prep is just a massive hack for me. Um, I think that is just like one of the, the things that really get me into like my week. So and it looks different. Again, I'm not trying to be perfect on like every, every Sunday I'm sitting there meal prepping, but I usually make sure that the shopping is done if I'm not going to cook it all at once. Um, but I am prepared. That for me is a, is a massive, massive hack from that perspective. Um, yeah. A second one is um, my power down hour at night. <laughs> it's just amazing how, you know, how, how much that helped me in my binge eating recovery was to actually set a time where you go to bed, switch off your outside distractions and go inwards, you know, do a bit of, and that's my time. I can do whatever I want. Like I, and it's also, it's not, it's not set in stone what I do. So sometimes I journal, sometimes I tap, sometimes I meditate, sometimes I do a few yin yoga poses. It's very, you know, whatever, whatever I need in that, in that evening. So that is, that has been super, super helpful. Mm, oh, I love that. I love that. That is a great one. Um, and I'm a big fan of the meal prepping as well. I know, um, you know, obviously families trying to plan for the week and feed little ones or feed mm -hmm. large, you know, extended families having a meal prep plan and prepping ahead is just such a huge stress saver, time saver, money saver. So yeah, wholeheartedly agree with the meal prep. Um, the, on the last question, would love for you to share kind of how everyone could connect with you, where you're at, um, and then any programs or offerings that you have. Okay, yeah, thank you so much. So um, 
as I mentioned before, I have the my food and mood journal, which you can find on Amazon if you look for Stalcombe Heath Food and Mood Journal. It's also on my website, Wholesome Lifestyle Project. Uh, work with me shop. You can find it there. Um, also, my podcast Beyond Overeating by Wholesome Lifestyle Project, as well as um, Instagram uh, Wholesome Lifestyle Project. And Facebook, I, I do have a, a Facebook group called Food Freedom for Binge and Emotional Eaters. Ah, I love it. All those things. Awesome. So <laughs> I will definitely include links, but I want to thank you so, so much, Sal, for taking time out of your day to share with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. Have you tried Built Bars yet? If you haven't, you are totally missing out. These incredible protein bars are macro-friendly, some are gluten-free and nut-free, and they come in amazing flavors like coconut brownie, raspberry cheesecake, and my newest favorite, churro marshmallow. So check them out and use the code Allison Jackson Fitness, all one word, and save 10% today. Try it out and see how you like it and let me know. And again, it's www.builtbar.com and the code Allison Jackson Fitness to save 10%. Try it out today.